everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Hey, New Point, I want to welcome each and every one of you. I want to welcome those to Plus One Sunday, all right? If you received an invitation from maybe a family member or a friend and you chose to join them, I just want to say thank you. We're honored that you have come here today, and and we're excited about that. Now, I also want to let you know on something else before we get into today's message. Next Sunday, we're kicking off a brand new series called Rent Free. Rent Free. And here's what we believe. Most of the battles of life are one between your ears, right here, your mind. And your life is moving towards your strongest thoughts. Whatever your strongest thoughts are, that's the direction in which your life is headed. And we all know what COVID has done to us. You know, it's, it's challenged us mentally. And we wanna talk about mental health. We wanna talk about being mentally strong. And how do you get there? And how do you deal with it? And so you don't want to miss next week as we kick off rent-free. I encourage you to come back. I encourage you also to invite a family member, maybe a friend, maybe a co-worker. Now, we're in this series called Plus One. And what we're saying is this. Everybody, everybody's on a journey. And everybody's going to end up somewhere. But most people don't end up somewhere on purpose. And without a clear vision and the courage to follow through, what happens is you have little chance of coming to the end of your life and looking back with a deep satisfaction of thinking, I did it. I succeeded. I finished well. My life mattered. Because without a clear vision, odds are you're going to come to the end of your life and wonder what could have been or what should have been. And like so many other people, you might end up wondering, did my life matter at all? And so today we want to look at the unexplainable life from Nehemiah because God wants to give you and I an unexplainable life. You see, here's what I know. All of us have some form of vision. You have a mental picture of what you wanted your family to look like, what you wanted your marriage to look like, what you wanted your your career to look like, what you wanted your relationships to look like, what you wanted your finances to look like. All of us started out with a picture of what could be and what we thought should be in spite of what is. You know, maybe you said, this is the family that I grew up in, But in spite of that, this is what it's going to be like. And yet maybe you find yourself saying, what I thought could be and should be isn't. And what I want to do today is I want to encourage you. And I want you to know that God loves you and that God is for you. And he wants to give you maybe a new vision for your marriage, for your family, for your finances, for your life. As you allow him his rightful place in your life. And and when he gives you a vision and you begin to pursue it, what happens is 
this God that maybe you've never seen or maybe you've never heard audibly becomes very, very personal in a deep way. And you begin to experience him in a way that you never have before. You say, Dwight, why is that? Well, because now you're tracking with him. Now you're working with him and not against him. You see, here's what I believe, and this is true of all of us. Those of you who are at our physical locations, those of you who are online, I welcome you too, is that all of us are living at one of three levels. One is survival. Some of us today, we're living at the level of survival, and this is the lowest level. And this is where most people live. They just seek out an existence. You're just trying to survive. You're surviving from one paycheck to another paycheck, from one weekend to the next weekend, from one vacation to another vacation. There's not a lot of hope living at this level. Others are are living at the success level. This is a higher level, and many people are living at this level. When you're you're comfortable, you got a comfortable life, you got some possessions, you're enjoying some pleasures, and by the world standards, maybe by your neighbor, maybe by other family members, you've got it made. There's people who envy you. And yet what rings in your heart and your mind is this. If I am so successful, why don't I feel more fulfilled? Why don't I feel more complete? And then the third level is significance. And significance is this, realizes that success alone doesn't satisfy. Significance deals with my purpose, why I am here. And that's what we've been looking at in the person of Nehemiah. Nehemiah, his name meant comfort. He was a Jew, and he was a cupbearer to the king. And he started off at survival. He was, he was a fugitive, okay? He, he, was, he was one that was cast aside. And then somehow, some way, he got to be with the king. He was the cupbearer, and he experienced some level of success. But then he caught God's vision for his life, God's purpose for his life, and he experienced a whole new level of significance. You see, Nehemiah had a comfortable life, a successful life, and yet he heard about his country, that the capital city, Jerusalem, the walls were down, the gates were burned, and it had been that way for many, 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 many years. And he saw what is, and he became consumed with what could be and what should be. And he wanted to make it a reality. And so he wanted to go and rebuild the walls. And he did it. And he fulfilled his destiny. And like Nehemiah, each and every one of us here today has a destiny to fulfill. God doesn't want you just to live at a survival level or even a success level. He wants you to live at a significant level because God has placed before each and every one of us opportunities and responsibilities and relationships filled with divine significance. He's given you talents. He's given you gifts. He's given you resources. He's given you relationships that are waiting on you 
to seize. And yes, it'll take faith. Yes, it'll take a risk. Yes, it'll be a time of where you have to sacrifice. But what happens is this. You'll begin to live at this third level of significance. Now, what you need to realize when you buy into this, things won't always work out in the way in which you want them to. But never confuse God's plans with his vision. You see, God has a vision for each and every one of you, for your marriage, for your family, for your career, for your relationships. But we have plans. And sometimes our plans don't always work out. Would you agree with me? But God's vision is still there for you and I to fulfill. And to understand Nehemiah fully and completely, you have to understand what God was doing in and through Nehemiah. You see, Nehemiah was a Jew. He was part of the nation of Israel. And God wanted Israel to be a light to the surrounding nations. He wanted to to have them to be the example of what it meant to be in relationship with God. And we see this from Isaiah. Isaiah says it like this, I will also make you a light to the nations so that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. And the idea here is this, the reason why God chose Israel is because he says, I wanna bless you. I wanna fulfill my vision in your life. I want you to live at a significant level so that all the other nations will see my work and my activity in your life and conclude conclude that Israel's God is the only God and that Israel would become the light for all the world, a lighthouse, a constant reminder of God's greatness and God's goodness and God's generosity and God's power. And so God's desire was to manifest himself and his character through them. And that when somebody would come in contact with Israel, they would notice a difference about them. They would notice something that distinguished them from all others. And so that's what he was doing with Nehemiah. And that's why he called Nehemiah and gave Nehemiah the vision to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and restore the gates. And when it was finally completed, here's what is written about them. So the wall was completed the 25th of the month of Yorah in 52 days. When all of the enemies heard about this, all of the nations surrounding saw it. And here's what happened. They lost their confidence for they realized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. You see, what happened was this. Nehemiah was used of God to fulfill his purpose. And when the wall was completed in 52 days that other people had tried to complete over the past 150 years, other nations stood up and took notice that it was because of God's help, that it was Yahweh who ultimately brought it about. And so when you and I are consumed with pursuing a vision for our marriage, our family, our kids, what happens is that is fulfilled. People will begin to ask you, how do you have a healthy marriage? How do you have such a great family? How do you have such an unexplainable life 
And what happens is we can come back and we can say, it's because of Yahweh. It's because of God's goodness and greatness and generosity. And what was once true of Israel, now God wants to be, it to be true of you and of me and that we become light. That's why I'm challenging all of us, all right, to 52 days, to 52 days of being in a group just for six weeks, 52 days, and to be able to be in a group for, for six to seven weeks and to be able to talk about life and to be able to connect and to be able to care for one another. And we have resources for you, the Talk It Over Guide. We have Renovate. Renovate deals with my habits and my hurts and my hangups. And you can go to our website, newpoint.org, and you'll find it there. Or journables. You can begin to have a group of where you meet with a group of people and you go through a book of the Bible. And I'm encouraging you to go through the book of Ephesians. There's six chapters there. And you just read a chapter a week. And in this book right here, you just take notes. What spoke to you? and you share it with one another, and you can pick these up for $10. And then there is the round tables. And the round tables, I wanna really encourage all of our business leaders and all of our educators that you would take advantage of this. And it's round tables, and what you do is you get a group of people and you set in a table, and you just talk through values such as hope, respect, listening, ethics, forgiveness, you think that is needed in our world today? And what happens is you end up becoming a light. You end up becoming a light to those around you. And you begin to help them understand that there is a God and he's not mad at them, but that he loves them and he wants to help them with life. You see, Jesus said it like this a little over 2,000 years ago. Here's what he said. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine, shine. He goes on to say, keep an open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. And so that's why we're encouraging you to lead a group for six weeks, just for six weeks. Open up your house. Be generous. By doing that, what happens is you're going to be able to open up an avenue for them to experience God through you. You see, now the focus is on our lifestyle and our personal character. And here's the amazing thing, okay, about Nehemiah and the story of rebuilding the walls in 52 days. There were no overt miracles. God was clearly working, but it wasn't, so to speak, quote, unquote, the supernatural that took place. It was just him working through people and the completion of the wall. The highlight was God's presence and God's power. And here's the ultimate strategy for our life. God has called you and I to be lights, to what? To shine, to shine before people. 
and to be able to let them know what God has done in our life. You see, God wants something about your life. God wants something about my life. Not necessarily the supernatural, just the daily grind. Being faithful during the good times as well as the tough times. How'd you make it through COVID? How'd you make it through your sickness? How'd you make it through that loss? How'd you make it by getting laid off? How'd you make it fill in the blank? And we can say, you know what? If it were not for God, I could have never made it. God wants our lives to be lived out in this world, that there is something divine about it, something unique about it, something that catches people's attention. Now, what catches people's attention? It's not you and I going to church. You know, people don't see us going to church and say, wow, I want to be like them. It's not wearing a cross and somebody saying, wow, I want to be like her. Listen to this. It's not even staying out of sin. It's not even staying out of sin that somebody says, I want to be like you. It's having something attractively different about your life, something that distinguishes you, something that is distinctive about your life that's extraordinary. And so what are they? I I, I believe there's a number of things, and you can live this unexplainable life, and you can be a Nehemiah that is a contributor and a comforter to those around them of reestablishing maybe the brokenness of their walls, of their lives, and restoring the gates to their life. Let me share them with you. The first one is just peace. A marker of an unexplainable life is peace. Peace is a rare commodity in our world today. We live in a world today that doesn't have peace. And listen, people spend a lot of money trying to artificially manufacture peace. Chemically induced people is a big, big business today. And yet genuine peace stands out. It piques people's curiosity. It elicits questions. You forgave them? Aren't aren't you worried? Do you realize what's at stake? Are you always this calm? You see, what happens is when a man or a woman experiences the peace of God, it raises questions. It's unexplainable. See, Isaiah says it like this. You, Lord, give perfect peace to those who keep their their purpose, their vision firm and put their trust in you. You see, here's what I believe, my friends. Too many people are experiencing a life that they're not wanting. Too many people are experiencing a life that they did not intend to experience. Yeah, maybe they've accumulated a lot of good stuff. Maybe they set out and said, hey, I'd like to have this kind of car and this kind of house. And they've got the stuff, but relationally they're not there. Emotionally they're empty. They're not happy. Everything isn't okay on the inside, but they don't know what to do about it. They're surrounded by people who in life started out with a picture of what they wanted life to be like, 
and it was a picture of a lot of stuff, but also a lot of peace. Now, they didn't call it peace. They maybe called it happiness. But really what they're searching for is peace. And now they go to bed at night, and they say everything is okay on the outside, but not everything is okay on the inside. I got the stuff, but I don't have the peace on the inside. And when somebody has peace that they bump into or that they talk to, they notice it, and they take note. And basically what it does is it highlights their emptiness. And yet at the same time, it lets them know that peace is possible, that peace is achievable. So let me ask you a question today. How's your peace? You see, the presence of peace in one's life is very, very important. And when you have it in the world that we're living in today, it's unexplainable. And yet it's a great opportunity for you and I to let our light shine and say, you know what? The reason why I have peace is because I've kept my purpose firm and my trust in God. Here's the second thing, and that is healthy relationships. Healthy relationships. Man, the world sets up and takes notice of successful relationships, right? You see, we live in a relational challenged world, and I'm constantly amazed, constantly amazed at how irrational people are when it comes to relationships. And consequently, dysfunction abounds, and people are disillusioned relationally, and life is not what it intended to be. Marriages are not what it was intended to be. You see, people notice a healthy marriage. People notice a happy family. People notice kids who want to come home for the holidays. And singles, ready for this? People notice purity. You know, people might say, that's weird. You, you never slept with her? You never slept with him? You sure? You sure? They may not say that I want to be like that or I want to be like you, but you know what they're saying? That's different. And it forces them to wonder, why them and not me? What's the difference? How'd they get there? What's the secret? And this is why it's so important that you and I have a vision for our marriage, a vision for our, our family, a vision for the single life. And so let me ask you a question today. How are the key relationships in your life? How, how's your relationship with your spouse? Or even your ex? How's your relationship with your dad? How's your relationship with your mom? How's your relationships with your siblings? How's your relationships with the people that you work with? You see, l l listen, when you have peace and you have healthy relationships, it's unexplainable. It's unexplainable, and people will ask you questions, and it'll give you and I the opportunity to say, you know what? It's, it's because of God. It's because of him working in my life. And then the third thing is generosity. The marks of an unexplainable life is generosity, service and kindness with no strings attached speaks volumes. You know, 
you pay for something. They say, let, let me pay. And you say, no, 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 I'll take it. No, I, you're not paying for it. I'll pay for it. I want to do it. You see, what happens is when you're generous towards people, it almost makes them uncomfortable. Kindness and, and generosity with no strings attached has an incredible impact. People set up and take notice. And we have an unbelievable opportunity in the world that we live in today, in the culture that we see around us today, to be able to make a statement with our generosity. And it's unexplainable because you know what? Most people have a scarcity mindset. Most people are always afraid that they don't have enough. And when somebody sees you generous, guess what? It's unusual. When you say no strings attached, I just want to do it. And you and I can come back and we can say, well, let me tell you why I'm generous. It's because of God. It's because of God. I don't have a scarcity mindset. And then finally, character. Character. You know, when you're a man or woman of character, you stand out, and it's unexplainable. And character is doing what's right as God defines what's right, regardless of the cost. You get that? Character is doing what is right as God defines what is right, regardless of the cost. You see, character is such a rarity that people eye it suspiciously. When, when you're a man or a woman of character, people will begin to think that you have a hidden agenda. And it can make people feel uncomfortable. That's why it draws so much attention. And that's why it has so much potential in making a difference in people's lives when you have character. You see, I, I, go, I go back to this. Have you ever prayed this prayer? Jesus, let your light shine through me in such a way that they may see my good works and glorify you, Father, who is in heaven. Have you ever prayed that prayer? You don't hear prayers like that, do you? Nah, we don't. Prayers usually lean in towards our own personal vision and our own personal wants and our own personal desires. We try to get God to bless what we want to do or to change a person or to grant us success with the project. And I'm not saying that's necessarily wrong because all of those can become potential opportunities for drawing people's attention to you so that you can say, well, it's because of God. But what happens is when we say, Jesus, let your light shine through me in such a way that they may see my good works and glorify you, the Father who is in heaven, what we're saying is, God, allow other people to detect a divine element in my marriage. Allow other people to detect a divine element in my family, in my lifestyle, in who I am. And what happens is, like Nehemiah, you'll be able to share that your success in that marriage, in that family, in that business, in life was accomplished with the help of God. Wow. Y'all okay? You see, here's what we forget, my friends. Listen to me. We forget that everybody's watching. People are watching you. How do I know that? Because I watch you. And you watch me. 
and we watch one another. We love to watch each other, don't we? We, matter of fact, we love to talk about each other. It's human nature. What happens is you go to a party or you go to a ball game. And, and, and what happens is you don't talk about the food. You don't necessarily talk about the game. You know what you say? Did you hear how he talked to his kids? Did you notice the way in which she looked at him when he brought that up? Or maybe you say, they sure seem happy. They sure seem content. There's something different about them. And it also happens at work. Everybody watches you, the good and the bad. Why? Because we compare ourselves. We covet, we lust, we gossip, we criticize, we envy. Why? Because we are people watchers. And the question becomes, what do they see in you? What do they see in me? You know what they're hoping for? Something authentic, something genuine, something that works. And when they see it, you know what they'll do? They'll ask you about it. You see, you're here to be a light to the world. And the success that God grants you, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in your family, whether it's in your business, whether it's in light, is not for your sake only. It's for a much greater end, an eternal end. And when people look at your life and they draw the same conclusion that they did of Nehemiah, what you want to be able to say is the same thing that they said of Nehemiah. It was because of the help of God, the help of God. You see, here's what we believe at New Point. We believe that Jesus makes life better, and he makes us better at life. Do you get that? We believe that Jesus makes life better, and he makes us better at life. You might say today, Dwight, I'd like to have an unexplainable life. I'd like to have that peace. I'd like to have those healthy relationships. I'd like to be a generous person. I'd, I'd like to be a man or a woman of character. You know what? It all starts with Jesus. And you can experience it today by just giving your life to him, by praying a simple prayer. God, as much as I know how, I want to be able to have your vision for my life. I want to be able to see what could be and what should be, and I want to pursue that. And so I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to fill me with your spirit. I ask you to help me to pursue your vision, your purpose for my life so that I can glorify you. And if you'll pray that prayer, he'll answer it, and you'll have a life that's unexplainable. The only way that you can explain it is by saying, only God. Would you pray with me? God, today we thank you for who you are. We thank you for Nehemiah, just an ordinary guy who you used to bring hope and healing to his family, to his country. God, we know that we need that today in our world. And I pray that all across this great audience, that there would be men and women who would say, God, I want an unexplainable life. I want to be like Nehemiah. I want to be able to 
to have peace and healthy relationships and be a person of generosity and have character. And so when people see this in my life, I can be able to say, it's because of you. And so we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.